0: The following podcast is a Deer Media production.
1: and The Birds fire on Instagram as well. Can't wait to see you next week.
0: Hi, I'm Caroline Stanbury and I am divorced, not dead. I'm a former Bravo TV star and now former wife. Fresh off the back of my divorce, I'm bringing real stories, real life, real talk on all things that aren't said between each other, society, the sheets and everything in the middle. And lucky me, you'll be joining me for the journey. So buckle up. Hi, everyone. Just a reminder that I'll be going live on September 17th with a very special guest. We'll be discussing all things divorce, motherhood, and the juicy details of my new relationship. Go to onlocationlive.com forward slash DND for tickets. That link will also be in today's show notes. Hello, and welcome to Divorce Not Dead. So today I've got one of my favorite guests that I've had so far on the podcast. (laughs) Yeah, stop laughing. I have to say that because she is my sister. Um, So it's actually quite interesting. So my sister is younger than me. How much younger than me are you?
1: So I'm 35. So I think eight years.
0: Eight years difference. But you couldn't tell by looking at us.
1: <laughs> Obviously. Obviously. And she
0: is also divorced and not dead. And very happily divorced, actually. So she actually paved the way before before me and got divorced, which was, I think,
1: were you the first divorce in our family or second? I was actually the second. Alex was first.
0: He's also, Alex paved the way. Alex paved the way. But Alex is very happily divorced, and we're all happy Alex is divorced. So everybody, I think, whoever knew me before knows Sophie from the show. We all love Sophie. Um, Alex and Sophie were interesting as a couple, I think. What do you call it? toxic slightly
1: yeah a little bit toxic but and they 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 carried on for a long time for the sake of the kids and now they are super happy and the best of friends apart and it just shows
0: yes I mean the difference is and I think Sophie said something that sort of resonated she goes we just don't as long as I don't expect anything and we don't expect anything from each other we get on fine it's brilliant and they're better parents this way uh, looks like yes, we're uh, we all divorced now. <laughs> we're all divorced now. I was the last. Anyway, so Victoria, you were in a relationship longer than you were married, weren't you? With him,
1: all in all, we were together for five and a half years, but we were three and a half and then two married. But if I'm honest, marriage was the descent of our relationship. After that, it was downhill. We were better off actually as boyfriend and girlfriend, and I think truth be told that that would have run its course but you know you get to a certain age and there are expectations and family involved in marriage we come from quite i mean that you wouldn't believe
0: it but we do brought up quite traditionally and mum and dad had this whole thing that you've got to get the baby one married off regardless of whether it was really i think everyone knew it wasn't quite right um you know i knew it was right when i understood he didn't even drive
1: yeah, you know if, <laughs> Warning yeah. Bells. Warning
0: right there. there are a few Somebody that can't do anything without you. Or if you have an argument, you're gonna have to drive him to the train station. Not happening.
1: But you know what? There are a lot of there are a lot of positive points about our relationship. He was super kind and sweet and lovely. And but it should have anything. been What? He could fix anything. He could fix anything, <laughs> an Carpenter. He should have been my You know, long-term boyfriend before my husband, probably, if I'm honest. Anyway, it doesn't matter because as it happens, he's
0: paved the way. All you've lost is a bit of time, nothing else, and learned a million lessons. And thank the Lord you don't have children. So nothing lost really at all. I hope, well, not hope, but I'm pretty sure this weekend with all of our children here may have put you off forever (laughs) anyway. so
1: um, I don't know. I'm open-minded, but for sure, he taught me a lot and I am a better person, a bigger, more rounded person for having gone through it. And you know what? I really know what I want now and I feel very confident as a 35-year-old woman now, like out in the single world. So what
0: do you think went wrong if you could give anyone advice within the marriage?
1: I think that marriage should not be something you do for the sake of marriage. And I actually probably think that you can have a super happy life with your partner and not get married. I just don't think it's necessary. I think sometimes it can put a lot of pressure on an already very successful relationship. I agree. I don't
0: understand. I think mine was like that too. That it's just, it's not that, I mean, Jen was, as I said, he's a great father, the perfect partner for all those years for me. But in hindsight, at that age, you know, were we quite different? We were. And I think that we, you're taught at that age, to like, grab a partner. Yeah. Because if you're not married, very well, my parents are the same, you know, I mean, we have the same parents, duh. Um, <laughs> but, you know, they, they were of this thing, like, Victoria's like, ancient not to be married, in their mind I was 20 what was I 26 25 26 you were young yeah yeah, but they were still panicked they I mean God knows how they felt about you because they were absolutely panicked about me too if you don't get married now no one will ever marry you you being the baby so mum well she always Molly coddled you she didn't want you to move out so maybe at 35 I think she thought you were going to live with them for the rest of their lives yeah
1: I think she wanted to help it definitely came from a good place But I also think that when you were that age, I do remember you, you, I think, because of the times we were living in, it was the sort of the age where, I mean, I remember when I was at school and we all said, oh, I want to be married with babies by the time you're 28. And that was beautiful, perfect future that we all thought it was meant, it was the way it was meant to be. And it's just not like that. And I I think you were slightly living in that sort of um, fantasy when you were 28 and you, you know, you met a gorgeous man and you were just like, well, should get married. but You didn't give yourself the time to comprehend and understand. Because
0: you're in a marriage world. Suddenly you're planning a wedding. I think we had two and one of the weddings was 400 people and the other one was 700 people. Yeah. And then it's like, and then you're like, and then you've got all these gowns and it's so much fun, but you're like, get all these gowns to... Yeah. to uh, plan and then, you know, Bridezilla takes over and then, you know, I don't know, you're in this world. You, can't, you don't get a time to even sit back and go, what the fuck am I doing? Mm. This time, if I get married, and let me tell you, if I get married again, it'll be on a beach, no shoes. I, like, I would love to do it. Like, if I really had a choice now, I don't know why I wanted this pomp and ceremony of this giant bloody wedding where it took me an hour and a half to say hello to everybody. I mean... Yeah, I didn't.
1: Well, do you think you'd feel like that if you hadn't already done that, if that makes sense? Maybe not. I know how I feel about marriage having been married. I didn't do a big pomp and ceremony like you did. I mean, yours was fabulous, but it was absolutely off the wall, extraordinarily large and fancy.
0: You couldn't do that wedding today for under a million dollars where we did it. No, I mean... Impossible.
1: You know, it was absolutely extraordinary. I chose a sort of very short, no, not very short, sorry. A very fitted, you know, knee-length white silk dress. And I was married in a registry office in London, had a nice lunch. It was fun. It wasn't this huge thing, but I
0: still... I would still, I would do it your way, but like on a beach in some sort of destination. Yeah. Um. But, you know, you're, you're absolutely right because it, thinking about it now, like, obviously I'm dating Sergio now, but like, if I ended up marrying someone like Sergio... I mean, I do have to get married. Like, you know, if I was marrying a divorcee or or with a divorcee or someone like that, then absolutely bloody not. Why? But, you know, you've got to remember if you have someone else that hasn't done it before, you can't really slap all the joy out of them as much as I'd like to sometimes. You've got to give them them a little bit of what they want, don't you? You
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I totally believe in that. You know, um, if you were both in the same position and you would both had that big marriage before, then, you know, just leave it. That but really is a piece of paper He adores of you and he wants to have that moment up in front of his friends and family where he states that he loves you.
0: I mean, as long as you get, get yourself a good prenup, I think you can just, you know, go go along and have a good time. Actually, and that's another thing. So I, I was going to ask you because if I'm really honest about your marriage, mm. I think you knew for quite a long time he wasn't really right. You, you got into the world of doing what Mum and dad want, which is mm. quite easy to do if you've ever met our parents. And then you thought he'd probably change or you could change him because you're successful. You have your own apartment. You have a great job. You could change him somehow. And then I think we've understood that people just don't change. I mean, I had that with Jem as Jem did with me. I think that when we moved to Dubai, Jem thought I was going to become a cooking housewife, and, uh, you know, a normal person because he'd taken me out of my comfort zone and that I would just sit back and get on with life in a normal way, which couldn't have been further from the truth. So fundamentally, I think the lesson is nobody changes, right?
1: 100% thought I could change him. And I don't mean that in a, I'm a controlling woman and I've seen a man and I want to make him into my mold. What I mean is is that I? So
0: you'd make him a better man, like we all do. Exactly. Like, I was ready for love.
1: Yeah. I walked into a pub. I saw this gorgeous dark-haired man in a white By the shirt. way,
0: everyone, he's Spanish too. I don't know what it is about this family. <laughs> Luis, 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 Mom's, Spanish. Mum said that she spent two years trying to pronounce <laughs> his,
1: his name. Luis, <laughs> Luis, Luis. And every time she got it wrong, you'd hang up the phone. You know, she's funny enough. Better with Sergio. I, I don't know, know what we say about that. <laughs> I know. I haven't
0: seen Sergio all weekend. He's disappeared into the bushes with my mum. <laughs> Not sure how I feel about this.
1: Uh, so, I mean, I think there is a thing in our family, slightly, where we don't go for the typical Brits, even though we come from a... Can't imagine why. They, what were you telling me? Okay,
0: so Victoria decided, she went on a date the other day, was it a date? I mean, she, she, it was the best phone call I've had because she goes, I just can't date a 38-year-old man. What was With What was it? With, who doesn't have a proper name? He's got a
1: nickname from called school. Bean or
0: something. Eggs. 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 I know. Th- that, but by the way, I don't know who Eggs is, and I'm sorry if we've just outed you. <laughs> Thank but, you for this. <laughs> yes. But honestly, this is so indicative of British men who the fuck uses a, a name like that at 38 years old. Grow up. Come Agreed. on. Agreed.
1: Grow up. Grow
0: up. It's ridiculous. I can't. That is what's wrong with English men. And I'm English. This is why we've all had to look out. Of our, you know, country for like a... I mean, I've got myself a 26-year-old Latin lover and it's brilliant.
1: And I have to say, whatever didn't, you know, it didn't work out with Luis and I. (laughs) Did you really call him Luis? No. Lewis and I. I think I just but called him uh, he, for the whole He. Uh, 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 Mum did for sure. Yeah. But he was so kind and so adoring. Didn't have any of those barriers that British men do. And that is what I was looking for. And you're the same as me in that respect.
0: We didn't want one of those British emotionally stunted.
1: One that wears. Pink socks. Corduroy's. Mummy and corduroys.
0: No, pink socks would be a bonus. Sergio, Yellow Sergio socks. wears pink socks. It's they, they wear one pink, onesie green, with probably dinosaurs on it. Um, little pot
1: belly and yeah. don't know how Spotted to shirts. have sex for... Can I swear? Yes, <laughs> for sure. definitely swear. They don't know how to have sex for shit. Well, They're I mean, too emotionally repressed.
0: Sex is a two-minute thing that's sort of... Uh, uh, <sighs> Over. Show a British man a sex toy. They think you're literally on the game.
1: Well, that's my point, though. I haven't ever gone for British men that are, say, from my same the same background as me. If I was going to go with a British guy, I like one who's more rough and ready.
0: Oh my God, yes. Public school boys. That's the problem. Bless them. They're just... They're still mummy's boys. Mummy still does their washing. Mummy still... It, you just can't. You can't do it. It's just they they don't know what to spend their money on they like hoorah henry's it's just oh my god it's so bad tori is one of the people that took me through these dating apps thank god i didn't have to go on them yet tell me some of your dating disasters because she's had a lot now we're at the stage, actually, Victoria was the one that told me there was no longer one day tonight. there's three, so you just go for drinks so that you don't waste your money or your time because obviously you know in five minutes whether this person is a complete wanker.
1: There was originally Tinder and actually that became a horrible sort of meat market. Anyone with any taste quickly left that and there is this new app called Hinge, which I'm sure many of you will have heard of. I've never heard of it. Well, it's the best one. There are actually... More than rare. Raya's, Raya is another level. So Raya, there's two things I would say. It's so it's meant to be high end. So you have to have some link to a high society. You either have to, you don't necessarily have to be an actress or a mo, uh, or a, an actor or a model, or you know you don't have to necessarily be famous, but you have to have something that makes you somebody in their eyes. Right. I really don't know how they quantify it, if I'm honest, but they do. But the funny thing is, I'm an Android girl. You can't have it if you have a Samsung phone. What? You can only have it on Apple. So I'm, I am I am Automatically of born, banned. Banned, I mean. automatically banned.
0: Okay, so Hinge. Tell me about Hinge.
1: So Hinge is good, but I have been through a lot of dating experiences in the last year. So I got divorced in February 2019. Therefore, I mean, lockdown has happened since then. So obviously, life's been a little bit so what did you do
0: afterwards like did you go crazy? Did you party like an animal do lots of sex stuff?
1: I after my marriage yeah I what did I do? If oh, I'm honest, boyfriend. I really was desperate to get out there because with the f- end of my marriage came for quite a long time our relationship was just dreadful. We didn't have sex we didn't there was there was the we were like cohabitors. There's none of roommates. none of the roommates, none of the stuff that makes your heart flutter, your That's stomach flutter, and your heart fly, and the we were really that,
0: good business partners, really good.
1: Yeah, at the family. It's fine, but it's not. What it's it's, it's about.
0: fine, but it's not fine for fifty more years. No. It's fine. It's like suddenly I thought, well, we've got fifty years left, and now that I'm actually, you know, doing naked cartwheels. <laughs> I'm like, it's really not fine. Yeah. And I don't think you can ever get that back, unfortunately. I'm trying to remember if I was ever that wild before, but like, it's just different. I think when you have, when you're the mother of someone's children, there's only so far they want to take it or to do, or you you see someone differently,
1: especially yeah. when
0: you've pushed a baby out of your vagina in front of someone.
1: See, I never did that, but I think what it happened with us... In my
0: belly. I don't know why I'm being a martyr right now, but... And,
1: well, I think, but you're right, and I think a lot of Same women would I think a lot of women would agree with you. Um, but that isn't what happened to me because I didn't have any children. I think he lost a lot of masculinity when the proposal happened in the way that it did. My parents got involved. He didn't really go out and save for a ring and make the proposal his own. They tried to help us out coming from a great place in their heart, but it wasn't actually the correct These thing. These Stanbries can be quite overbearing. So we ended up getting married and I think then he lost his confidence because it wasn't on his terms. And I think once you lose your confidence, you know, I think for a man, sex is very much about feel as a man, the way that you feel about your woman as a woman. If that makes, you know, that sounds so basic, but it is that basic. We're animals at heart. And I think when a man doesn't feel like a man, then it all starts to fall apart. And that's what happened with us. So by the time we actually split, we weren't even having sex. So when I finally was single again, that was quite high on my list of priorities. And I don't mean that in a sort of bad way. Why should it be bad? I don't understand
0: that either, by the way. I don't I don't think there should be any judgment. I think you absolutely, if you've been married and you want to do, and also I believe, by the way, you need to get stuff off your bucket list. Get on with it. Mm. Why are we all so repressed? They're not in other countries. Absolutely. If men can go out and have like, fun my ex is somewhere in ibiza having the time of his life with you know
1: i went out and the funny thing is i was a woman in my 30s and i became catnip to men in the 20s and What's i wasn't catnip? expecting it catnip it's like what cat what a cat can't get enough of
0: well there you go you see then people go to me what is it about us older women and young maybe because we're just we know what we want and younger girls that's just exactly don't.
1: it we know what we want we're confident. We're sassy. There's much less complication. Walk into our lives, and we have some very confident. It's great for everyone. And there's not a, none of that necessarily overwrought, overthought mental stuff that comes with your twenties. Because actually, if I'm in my thirties, I'm with a man in my twenties. This is for me right now, by the way. It's different. I'm looking for i I'm now. I'm now looking for a, my future partner forever, and my and a, and probably a father for my kids. I don't particularly want to be with a man in my twenties, in his twenties. Sorry, that's you know each to, to their own. Me. Leave that to you exactly. So, it, for me, it was just great. It really is, by
0: the way, down the, down to the person. I've understood that because most people, when I started seeing Sergio, and let me just be clear, when I started seeing Sergio, he was thirty one, not in his twenties. So I already had a problem with that. Yeah, Benjamin Button lied, so I lost quite a, quite a few years overnight um and I already had a problem at 31 but like I know that most of my girlfriends were like what the fuck are you doing but actually now having had him around and people getting to know him he's more mature than well he's definitely more mature than me that's for sure um but that's not hard to be honest
1: I think he's quite unique if I'm honest you know I absolutely adore him I've met many 25 year old men and they aren't Sergio those of you don't know that he was he's been a soccer player for most of his life and
0: I'm only telling you that because I think that's what slightly shaped him as in well not slightly did shape him because I think you know they travel so much they're away from home they are in you know they're in a very grown-up world and I think that that made him older beyond his years because you're right he's not a normal I would never I've met a million 25 year old boys and you're like they are boys there is just absolutely nothing sexy or there's no 25-year-old boy I've ever met that's going, you know, I want to have babies and get married. And, mm. you know, I'm a 44-year-old woman. It's ridiculous. But there is the odd story. And, you know, was we were saying about, like, the, the love and the sex and the everything else, men do it all the time. No one bat an eyelid. There's actually 17 years age difference between me and Sergio. And if I was a man, none of you would say a word not a word. It's the fact that I'm a woman, but actually, and you know, how could he love a woman this old? Now, you know, everything that you're all thinking, I've already thought of, you know, where would he, does he want to be there in another 20 years or whatever when I'm in a wheelchair? But yes, I've made all the jokes myself. I'm aware of all the all the rules, but I think Victoria and I, having lived lives, where we've followed rules all our lives, have understood that rules were made to be broken and they just don't apply anymore. They simply don't. It's life experience. It's connection. He's making me younger every day.
1: I wholeheartedly agree with you. And the point is that you and Sergio are in love. And that is fundamentally what it comes down to. We talk about age a lot because it makes things easier to categorize. And generally, sometimes things fall into general... You know, we know that young people... Don't want to settle, you know. We we meet young guys and they don't want to settle down. But you can't, you can't treat everyone in the same bracket. You know, you guys have got something great, and you're going on a new adventure together, and that is just so beautiful to watch because you're both in love and happy. And what more is there to ask for than that? I don't really see why is there a problem with that.
0: We've all thrown the rule book out. We've all decided sod that. It didn't work. You know, normal isn't for us, and you know what does that mean? It's not that you're so, we're all so weird. My sister has decided, or, you know, thank God, didn't have any children. She's now 35. She can do naked cartwheels all round Ibiza if she so chooses. And then she'll pick the right person for her. Now in her, in the rule book, she would have been considered when I got married a spinster. It's ridiculous. So ridiculous. And that I, I'm so glad that we are some of And Oh, and I would. Well, I'm a cougar. Um, oh, in a
1: geriatric in medical terms. Oh,
0: medical terms, geriatric. And the thing is, I'm. Uh, we are getting a second part of our life. Victoria's still about to start her life. She hasn't even begun yet, and that's amazing. What a great place to be in to feel like wow, complete freedom. Nothing's tying you to anyone, mm. and whoever comes next will be, you know, uh, again uh, an amazing new chapter. And that's what I that actually. What Divorced not dead was in my mind. Why do we put so much pressure that one man, one life? Absolutely not. No. Why can't we have a series of amazing relationships?
1: Honestly, if I'm honest, by the, by the end of my relationship, I didn't even know who I was anymore. I was so unhappy. I was in denial. drinking too much, I think. I was in denial about it and deeply unhappy. I'd go out with my friends and it would just end in always drama because... You try and put on this facade that everything's okay. And then you're drinking and everything, all the emotions come out. and It was just well, I did always, always full on. I just and went out and partied my ass off and all the time came home a
0: complete mess and tried to avoid reality yeah. and just got with my kids.
1: I think it was maybe one year into marriage that I, anyway, I decided I wanted to give it another chance and we did another year. But when I finally did it, it took me a little bit of time, but suddenly... I felt this weight off my shoulders and I felt free and I felt like I could breathe again and just be myself. Isn't it
0: mad that you had to go through all that when you've got really nothing, a a piece of paper? That's what annoys me. And you could have saved yourself the last year completely. You hung on because that marriage word, I hung on for many more years than I probably should have. And so did he. But ours is different because we had three little kids that, you know, you hang on for. But isn't it bad that society tells you, you must make it work? Why?
1: I had such reason? guilt about it, honestly. No, and no um, do you know how many women said to me, you're so brave? And I thought, gosh, you know what? You might think that, but I think I think it's actually more terrifying just sitting there and and putting up with something for the rest of your life. I didn't find it brave. I found it selfish. Not... Sorry, that's the wrong way to say it. But I was looking after number one. You know, women are constantly sacrificing themselves for men and for children and for whatever it might be when actually... I hate
0: that word sacrifice.
1: And I don't think you can be happy.
0: No more sacrifice in in my vocabulary. I told Sergio, you know, especially with him being younger, I said, look, if you get to a stage in life where you need to do something, you need to go off... And be with the boys. You need to travel. You need to do whatever it is you need to do. Please don't sacrifice yourself for me. Do it. You know, I'll either be here or I won't at the other end of it, right? And I, you know, as I, I have a pretty open view of life because I, I don't like to be chained down myself. So, you know, I'm not. I'm definitely not going to be massively jealous person. But I, maybe that will change with him. But I definitely give him a long 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 leash and want him to do these things because I know th- having been tied myself a little bit or feeling the guilt if I wanted to do something that it just it just builds resentment I think we're not advocating divorce here I think we're, what we're trying to advocate or to say that there is no need to spend a day you know obviously you're going to have Arguments in any marriage. You need to have a sense of humor. You need to have laughter. You need to have everything else. If all of that's gone, you know you cannot spend the rest of your life. And there is no need to spend the rest of your life in that state. There is another life, and we're all told that there isn't, and that it's this one person for the rest of your life. And if 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 it doesn't work out, you're going to be alone. And by the way, when I decided, and I've told you this before in my other podcasts, decided to break up, and we had the talk. I made it very clear in my own head that alone, I may have to be alone because that's what I was taught. You might be alone for the rest of your life. And then I thought, well, what does alone for the rest of my life look like? And I was like, well, I, it doesn't look that bad. I live with my assistant. I have um, all my children. Alone's um, not
1: alone, and per se. i not alone. I've got be three a- brothers and sisters. I've got my family. When am I going to be alone? I'd rather be alone than in the marriage that I was in. Yep. And funny enough, given some time... My ex husband and I are friends. Yeah, Um, which is wonderful. And if I'm honest, I wasn't expecting it. But you went through quite a
0: bad stage with him. Yeah, you know I am now. You know we we all do up and down. It's very it's different. We're always in different places.
1: You know I think you can look at each other as two humans and say, well, once upon a time we really loved each other and it was right. But how about we go on and live the best lives that we can and you know I absolutely wholeheartedly know that you've done the best thing for you you know you and Sergio are just so happy and it's and I've done the best thing for me I'm the happiest right now right now I'm the best and happiest I've ever been right that's
0: where I wanted to get to actually so we had this discussion and actually when we were growing up we used to call Victoria I used to be a bit skinnier than Victoria now she's quite a lot skinnier than me I have been uh, slowly seething over here (laughs) and she's looking great cut her hair we all our Stanbury's have the bob don't know why don't ask and we're all blonde anyway the very interesting the difference as you all know me being a social media whore but as uh, as you all know it's it's very much where where I make my living what I do and everything else Um, my sister after her sort of you know coming out party and like obviously feeling better about herself I noticed on Instagram her pictures she was doing more selfies you know like all of these things that she never ever did Um, looking great quite a big thing for her to take a selfie I understood that anyway cut to how many months later she has now come off social media completely I was looking I was going to tag her the other day and couldn't find her couldn't understand so I thought it actually for me symbolized as like oh god was she in some sort of like you know depression or decline but no it was well you continue
1: yeah it's so funny you say that because the amount of people I've had a couple I've had so many people I've either had are you okay yes are you depressed
0: yes That's or what I've had
1: why have you unfollowed me uh, you know I can't see on Instagram you know what have I done wrong and to everyone I'm like and this is something that says a lot about What have this, I done the wrong? The society yes. we live in, yeah. nothing. People
0: get so insecure. Go on.
1: It's extraordinary. And I actually had people try to, like, yeah, so offended. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The point is there's nothing that anyone did. It's just that I had a moment having shed so much of my life for so, so wait, you're long. you going to say, wait.
0: <laughs> what? But you said shed, and then you were going to say, wait.
1: I had, a, you know, I just had shed so much of my life. And it's something that I have not necessarily learned from you, but, you know, between you and Sophie, I have two sisters who are very socially media oriented and I decided that it was, I just wanted to be a bit more present and I don't want to meet a guy through Instagram and parade myself in that way. I just felt, it. I felt, Overexposed. It's really weird,
0: actually, to be honest, because considering what I do, the worst thing about Sergio for me was his Instagram. And I was like, don't show anyone. But, like, obviously, that's what he does too. Mm. You know, and it's so funny that I had such a reaction. I'm like, I'm mean, I a girl. What's the difference? Of course. You know, it is a business for us. And I completely understand why it would feel so foreign for you to have to like keep up with all of us, stand in front of mirrors, take pictures of yourselves. And she said something interesting to me because she said, well, why am I? So I'm not selling anything. It's not bringing me anything. I'm not present at any dinner parties. I'm too busy taking pictures of everybody. And it's, it's absolutely true. And, you know, if I'm, if I'm brutally honest, you know, it's Sergio, no matter how much we do it, you know, do, do social media, he loathes it. He he's loathes the amount I do it although he chases me around and does the content and says, okay, we let's get it done. But for him, it's like, get it done and then put it down. For me, I'm like forever checking it. And he's absolutely right. It's like an illness. but And I can't separate myself from it. And I don't know whether it's become because of, it's not about the light. It, it just truly is a business. It And a very successful one, I might add, bizarrely. Um, and I, if you told me however many years ago that taking pictures of myself and shoving them up on some platform was going to be where I made all my money, I'd have laughed at you.
1: I totally comprehend that. And, it's, and you're very, very good at it. As I, as you just said, for someone like me, it doesn't make a lot of sense. And occasionally I get this FOMO because obviously you're my sister and I feel like I'm missing out on whatever else is saying about you. But for me, I feel like I'm suddenly living in the present. And as I said, I feel the best about me that I've ever ha- I ever have. So all these things combined are just putting me in a great place to get where I want to be for my future.
0: Well, I think it's great, too, because I think, you know, social media can not only, you know, especially with what I do, we are paid to, you know, spin it, paid to. Obviously, you see the best part of every day and you don't know that I took 50 pictures to get that one you know and at the end of the day I mean Melissa chases me around to take the pictures I mean she knows as much as the picture looks glamorous and it's great and whatever else it is a job at the end of the day sometimes I literally want to bung the camera at them all Mm. and it's not something that I really love doing sometimes I'm like you know I I actually really love the stories gotta be honest because I feel like watching them back for me is a movie I love it and I that that I do enjoy I can't Bare, the static pictures. I, for me, it's just like a pain, a chore. It's like, oh, what position I've got to be in now? Can't think of where to be. And it does. It breeds people. They look at me and, you know, obviously those pictures are edited. They're edited. The colors are enhanced. You know, it's, it, it isn't how I look every day. I do as little editing as I can because I really
1: can't, don't want people. You to don't think, want your followers to think that you're an unattainable no. dream character well that's why
0: I think actually I do so well because it's not that I'm like a supermodel and the most beautiful woman on the on earth I am the girl next door I am the girl that grew up in Dorset I have got three kids I do get a belly I mean you know I think I put up a post the other day with um, in Zach's new you know graffiti room and someone asked if I was pregnant I'm like oh, <laughs> not yet not yet <laughs> but it, I mean that's what social media does and yeah. it's, you're right it's tough it's, it's, there's a lot, you have to be incredibly strong. And if you, if it's it's not your world, why do it? You're so much happier. You're so much more content. And I think that's a good message for young girls. And if we're going to end this podcast on anything, social media, well, I mean, I do think it's going to be the way forward these days, especially with what's happening in the world, because, you know, obviously PR companies, sadly, you know, all of these things that are, they are non-essential, but they are, you know, they're they're a luxury, Mm. are maybe going. And so, so influencers and things like this are the best way to get the word out and authentic influencers. But for you going to a dinner party, taking 17 pictures of your girlfriends, I look in Dubai, I see it the whole time. They have these lunches, 20 women, 20 women stand up. Each one of them takes a photo at that lunch. So there is 20 group photos being taken. So the whole lunch then becomes about which of the group photos is the best one?
1: No one's actually enjoying the lunch. No
0: one's talked about anything else. They literally say hello. Each woman posts that picture, and then they leave. They go for the gram. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. In fact, it's in, but it's a culture there. It's an absolute culture because they don't really have um, celebrity life like we do, where we follow celebrities. It's 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 society life. So, and to be at the right party, I, I've never been to a place where there's more parties. And that's what I've understood. Everyone rocks up to that party, takes the photo, and then they leave. So social media has taken, you know, and I'm guilty of it too, by the way. I'm not telling you like laughing at people in any way, shape or form. I'm absolutely guilty of the same thing where I spend too much time focused on the picture and taking this thing. And I'm not in the moment. I'm not enjoying my children. I'm not here. And I think that this is what, you know, being down here with my family now, it's been great. We've been doing amazing things I'm really enjoying it and I put my phone away
1: you had organised this beautiful scenario yesterday where these tents got put up in our garden and we had this cinema and we had this bell tent and um, a little part of me was like oh I wish I was on social media so I could show off and I just thought grow up took a video and sent it to the people that I love as in my girl group a couple of boys I know and just said look at this fabulous thing that's happening in my house and that's enough I don't need validation from strangers. I wanted to share it because it was, it was a magic. gorgeous, magical thing. It was magic. But that was enough. It And was... I, you just have to maybe break it down a little bit more like that. You don't have to be alone because you're not on social media. You just think, who are the people who, that I really care about? I feel like and you're, you're going to be more
0: him. lonely on social media than off it, to be honest, yeah. because you, you have unreal friends. And that's even, as I said, Sergio even says it to me. He's like, I'm here. I'm right here. And you're talking to people that you've never met in your life. Anyway, Victoria, I think that's a very interesting place. And I would like to eventually do one on mental health and things like this for young girls. Because, you know, we're living in this world where my daughter's teaching me TikTok and, you know, all of this kind of rubbish. I mean, if I was doing TikTok and, uh, and, and uh, Instagram and Facebook and, and, and I chose, I committed to one, I can't do anymore. You know, it's just too much. It's too much. And I think that it's a whole podcast in itself. But I mean, I think you're incredibly brave and amazing to have made that choice yourself because you're right. It takes a lot. I would have got FOMO. I put my phone down for not even, I don't think I've got through an hour. I probably should look at that. <laughs> an hour. And then I'm like, oh, I want to see what's happened. Who's like my picture? Um, and it's pathetic. I'm 44 years old it's pathetic and I'm fully aware of it well done and thank you for coming on because I know uh, my sister isn't like me she <laughs> finds these things it really has different. actually been a pleasure I've really enjoyed it I told you you'd like it there's no <laughs> camera you can very just chit chat it's yeah, very it's easy very so you may come back on any time thank you and um, thank you for your insight into being divorced and not dead Thank you for listening to Divorce Not Dead. Tune in next Wednesday for a new episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. We'd love to hear from you. Follow me on social media at, at Caroline Stanbury for all the behind the scene action.